0: Yo, I'm back, baby. It's Robin, your favorite host from Winner Winner Podcast. And I'm Arjuna. And yeah, let's jump into the intro. What are we covering today, Arjuna?
1: Yeah, so today we, uh, uh, we have a bunch of patch notes because we got sweet... Xbox patch 9, finally. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of the most awaited patches in video game history, (laughs) surely. And then today we're going to be talking about, uh, in our weapon highlight, we're going to be talking about the Tommy Gun versus the Micro Uzi. That's going to be a fun showdown. For our location highlight, we're taking it back to Miramar and talking about San Martin. Where the hell is that? Yeah, who's ever been there, right? And then for our final topic, we're going to be talking about parachuting. It's kind of a overview of it and a few things that robin and i have learned during our time in the game but yeah first of all robin you're back i'm back
0: finally i mean i guess i've been on the podcast this whole time but i'm finally back in the states back with my gaming machine back playing PUBG, back in the uh the channel the um discord channel so yeah i'm i'm stoked i've finally got to get in some rounds um after getting back yesterday played some today so I'm so fucking rusty. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I would, like, have this moment of coming back and, ha- like, taking a break. I'd be, like, fresh and invigorated. And I'd, I don't know. I just thought it would click. And it's definitely it's not. I have to practice.
1: Yeah, man. It's, you know, your, your trigger finger is weak. It is. All of my fingers are weak. <laughs> yeah. Your, your scoping eye is lazy. Mm-hmm. The king will be back in the throne here soon. <laughs> I'm confident. So yeah, dude, it's it's great to have you back. Um, I like analog Robin better than digital Robin. Yeah. So really Thanks, excited man. to It's good to be back. Yeah, man. Uh, let's jump into a few few community things. Uh, just wanted to give some Patreon shout outs. We had four new patrons this week, which is awesome. Thank you, Vernon, Josh, Wolfgang, and Nathan. You guys are all just sweet human beings, Wolfgang. Yeah, yes. yeah, one of our German subscribers. Oh, yeah, and furthermore, Wolfgang said that you followed our tip. I think it was Basic Bros' tip about buying an SSD for his Xbox.
0: Did you say Basic Bros' tip?
1: Yeah, I uh, use a Basic Bro.
0: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I thought. I was like, did we have a segment called Basic Bro's Tips?
1: <laughs> that's a yeah. weird segment. The, name. In, the okay. introduction of the Basic Bro tip to our segment. Yeah, exactly. So, so Wolfgang followed Basic Bro's advice, got an SSD for his Xbox, mm-hmm. promptly won a chicken dinner, and then felt inspired mm-hmm. to subscribe to our Patreon. So
0: That's how we get them.
1: That's, that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. In other news, us... just burp here. <laughs> totally gonna leave that in the podcast yes
0: <clears throat> we edit but we don't edit stuff like that out guys
1: no no it's all all the pimples <laughs> um, so uh so yeah we uh, our subreddit is doing really well and we've had 41 subscribers so far and that's really awesome i love to have you guys in there and it's it's mm. a happening spot, man. A few of the topics that have been brought up there already. Uh, we have a thread about aim assist on the Xbox, mm. which has been a pretty. Uh, so wait, highlight. is that like
0: a sub subreddit then? I'm still new to Reddit, so I'm trying to figure this out. No, it's it's just a subreddit. So wait, it's r slash winter podcast podcast. Yep, and then the topics that's, are just the, like that's listed it. in there. Yeah, okay. exactly. Got it.
1: I, yeah, I mean, I guess a post is technically a sub-subreddit. Got it. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, aim assist is a controversial topic. And then uh, also we're talking about ranking of attachments, which ones are better. People talking about tips for switching from PC to Xbox. Discussion about how late into the game to use vehicles. And... There are only more topics posted in there every day. So mm-hmm. just encourage you guys to come yeah. and join in the conversation.
0: Man, that aim assist is interesting to think about. I know yeah. Halo had it. Yeah. Maybe still does. And it it's kind of fine. You don't even really notice it's happening, but you, it does kind of track the player a little bit. But I think there's a kind of a distance. It'll top out and it won't track players at a certain distance. Um, I can see why people might want it with the Xbox controller because you don't have the fine control as you do on a mouse, to track and do those little adjustments for people at a longer range. But I don't know. It's, that's a tough one. That's part of what makes a game challenging and fun, mm, is having yeah. to spot and and do that fine aiming at a long distance. But
1: anyway. Yeah, I think it kind of it, it determines the speed of the game to a certain extent. So I feel like when you have aim assist, it, it lends to a bit more of an arcade-style action. Mm, totally and seems like this game has has never been really headed in that direction so i i, I yeah. currently would feel surprised if they put it in but i i think i agree i i yeah. think distance should
0: matter right in the yeah. sense of aiming it should be hard yeah and usually the way you play that is you either have a scope or you get closer <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah.
1: yeah i mean I, you know it's this is a longer discussion but i do feel like the the dynamics of the Xbox I've noticed make people more likely to rock shotguns, for example, and maybe a little less likely to rock weapons like um, the Uzi, for example, just because it can be harder to to really land those shots. Mm. That's just for my limited time playing, but mm-hmm. so yeah. Anyway, but uh, you know, don't don't take our words for it. Jump in there and give your own opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Also, Robin, people really love your math. Yay. Yeah. People should
0: like everybody's math.
1: <laughs> so we were stoked to do it, and we're going to bring you more of that. We've got a spicy show topic planned coming up for you, and we'll leave that a secret. Also, we have picked up our first official winner-winner streamer, and he is Max. His username is Vaughn with two Vs and two Ns.
0: Could you spell that completely for us? Yeah,
1: <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take that, you I it. mean, it's
0: not just V, V, N, N, guys
1: yeah so so his <laughs> his stream is twitch.tv forward slash vv
0: that's why i'm here i just i just tell arjuna how to say things just right
1: keep it clean just man say it right man yeah you know i need all the help i can get because i'm british
0: <laughs> so that's pretty cool we have our first official scre- um, streamer not screamer he's probably a screamer too
1: he's you know, Actually, you know he's what? really he's chill i've never heard of
0: Maybe a couple times there's an outburst, but usually yeah, he's yeah. he's
1: like he's, he's more of a like side so. commenter, you know. He's yeah. more of a whisperer.
0: I'm kinda curious how he'll talk on his stream.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Look forward to that. Yeah, mm. I know. That was half half of the reason of watching him stream was just to like wonder what he's gonna do. hmm He's uh you know, he's he's known for his controversial opinions. So we'll we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just wanted to say we've had a few requests from other listeners of the show to have the official stamp of approval from our podcast and use our logos and stuff like that. And I was a bit resistant to it because there's a few reasons. Number one was that I don't think Robin and I really had like a master game plan with it. True. But the other thing is just that it can take a while to, like, know somebody and really know who they are mm-hmm. and to get a sense for how they play and the quality of their character, if that makes any sense. And, you know, when Max asked me, I was like, oh, heck yeah, because I just, you know, I've been playing with this guy since I started playing PUBG mm-hmm. last year in, like, July. So, you know, I feel like I know him really well. And so that, that gave me an impetus to, yeah, uh, you know give them the go-ahead right yeah and so you know I just wanted to say anyone else who'd like to pursue that with our show we're definitely open to it and it's just a matter of you know I'd love to see you up in streaming and I'd love to get to know you better totally you know that's kind of where I'm at too it's just yeah
0: you know it makes sense this is a hobby for you and I and it's we're comfortable letting people in if they're like in already like play with us have some fun get used to each other and um at that point if you want to like still contribute and by streaming or being a guest host or whatever um then we can kind of cross that bridge after we've been well acquainted and played together a little bit yeah so
1: yeah agreed yeah yeah all right awesome
0: cool let's talk about some current events
1: yeah take us there robin what's happening so we've got this
0: New patch, I guess. It's already out. Is that right? Patch 9? Yep. Nine? yep. Wow. Just
1: came out. Groundbreaking. Hey-o. Boom. I mean, we've been waiting like a month for this thing.
0: Yeah. You guys have. I I was in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, it looks like they finally removed guns from the Arangol Lobby and spread people over the map like they have been doing on the PC. Yeah. They included initial support for game DVR. That's pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. That lets you um, enable automatic recording of gameplay highlights.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like shadow play on the PC. We've been doing
0: that with NVIDIA graphics cards um, on PC, Mm -hmm. so super handy. Yeah. Um, I turned mine off because I was just getting way too much (laughs) mini clips that I, like, didn't care Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I use a hotkey for, like, the really good ones.
1: Um. Mm-hmm. so yeah. vehicles uh, I was just going to say yeah, I'll be curious to see how they've optimized that DVR mm. yeah. yeah but definitely an exciting addition for sure mm-hmm.
0: for vehicles on the update um, looks like they've lowered the damage taken when you hit an object uh, such as a rock or tree or whatever Which is great, because that's annoying.
1: People were complaining about it, for sure. It it was kind of extreme. Was it more than on the PC? Definitely. Oh, God. Definitely. It it was one of their attempts to kind of (laughs) nerf the the vehicle heavy meta game on the Xbox. Uh, So, yeah, they've come at it from a few different angles, like... They upped the amount of damage that people take when they get shot in vehicles. They upped the amount of Damn. damage that v- people take when they, you know, when the vehicle hits things. Yeah. And they've been tweaking it. They kind of took it a little too far. So I think they kind of dialing it back again. Wow. Man, yeah. vehicles are a pain in the ass, it sounds like, on the Xbox.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't get them right, man. Yeah. Huh. yeah. It's interesting that it's like that much of a game changer um, for that, for the Xbox versus a PC. But yeah. All right. Looks like they adjusted the sound effects for both water and red zone bombing. Not sure what the water sound effects
1: yeah, are, but I wasn't aware of that huh. either.
0: Mm-hmm. Partially, your party
1: matchmaking is now influenced by the player's MMR, which is cool. So you don't end up with like a rando who's just totally different from your skill level. I like that.
0: What is MMR?
1: Oh, matchmaking rating? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, UI UX improvements and bug fixes. There's, like a, there's a whole mess load of them. Okay. So um, yeah, we're, we're not going to get into like each and every individual thing here. Um, I'll just put a link to these in the show notes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that uh, people who really care about it already have read this info. Exactly. I did some reading on Reddit just to kind of see what the initial hot takes people had on this patch were. And by and large, it seems that it has... Improved the performance significantly yes. or, or at least noticeably. Uh-huh. So that's really cool. Um, really, you know, that has been an ongoing issue, and I'm glad that they're continuing to work on it. And then um, another thing, people have noticed a few glitches. For one thing, it sounds like people are hearing uh, the wrong sounds for footsteps. So sometimes it sounds like someone's uh, outside. But they're actually inside your house, hmm. so that's kind of. And it's we're not talking about the location of the sound; we're talking about the quality of the sound. So hmm. it's like, you know, it sounds like they're walking in grass, but they're actually walking, you know, that's on a floor. Really important. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty important for sure. <laughs> okay. And then also, it's uh, there have been issues with shoe sounds, like um, people with shoes on have been sounding like they're barefoot. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's an interesting one. Um, Uh, Looks like there's some reload echoing sounds, which is interesting. (laughs) And then this is a pretty game-breaking bug, actually. So you guys should take advantage of this while you can. There's a revive glitch where you only have to start a revive on your teammate, but then you can walk away. And then, ooh! And then it's just it. yeah, right. The the regular yeah, you just you get up at the regular oh, time man. and you're good to go. Can't use that today. All right. Well, yeah, that's only on the Xbox though. Yeah, so. still. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's reason to switch right there yeah
0: all right it looks like we have a small pc update coming up on tuesday oh it happened oh that was last yeah it tuesday. happened this past okay. tuesday implemented yeah. a patch to fix the
1: infinite loading screen issue which that really bothered me rob and i was getting that all the time which
0: which loading so thing? it's like basically game, like
1: or? you all ready up and you have that little like matchmaking icon comes up in the lobby and then it switches you to a black screen that just says like pubg
0: yep
1: so that screen would freeze and like 3 out of 4 squad members would load into the lobby but one of you wouldn't no. basically. And so you just have to restart your game and then reconnect.
0: Oh okay, but it would let you in there at least.
1: Yeah, it okay. would, but it was it was driving me nuts, man. It <laughs> would happen to me like 10 times a session. Mm-hmm. And I it was just so frustrating. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad they fixed that. Mm. Yeah all right they also reset the leaderboards so we're in a new season now so um yeah all of those sweet chicken dinners you got they don't mean shit
0: oh well that's fine i'll have to get some more I but you'll, you'll remember wins them in yeah no zero win so far then yeah all right looks like just a quick rundown um looks like they released some of their ping-based matchmaking
1: details mm. mm-hmm.
0: and it's pretty much as you would expect that people are sorted into tiers based on their ping and if you're in a squad you'll be in the tier of the low the slowest um, player in the squad so if someone has a ping of i don't know 110 and everyone else is lower you're going to be in the 110 tier they didn't really release what the tiers were so we don't know how fine-grained this is i doubt it's super fine-grained my guess Mm. would be that they'd do like maybe three tiers or something like that but Mm. um it probably a in, at meaning meaningful intervals, right? Where we're not—it'd be impossible to say have um, ping with someone in the same state as you, as with someone halfway around the world. But who knows? Who knows how they did that? They didn't yeah. really say.
1: So you know there are no hard lines here. It's more like, for example, if you have a friend in Europe that you want to play with, mm. you can totally party up, and it just means that you'll get matched with people who have ping similar to you know whoever's the lowest in your party. Right. Right so it's it kind of just like it's basically like the further away you squad up with someone the more of the world you're likely to play against
0: yeah good
1: way to look at it yeah so yeah that's the news from lake wobegon aka the world of PUBG. and hopefully we don't get sued for my saying that i'm missing garrison keeler now yeah yeah all right it's been a while yeah, let's let's move on to our weapon highlight. Yes.
0: All right, today it's the Tommy gun versus the Uzi, and this is, a,
1: this is like a bare knuckles showdown right
0: here. Bare knuckles. I'm not gonna say it's juicy because we say that. Every time. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is straight up salacious. Yeah. <laughs> straight up salacious. Good showdown words, right sir. here. Okay.
1: I mean, I'm just I'm salivating as we speak.
0: Yeah. Yep. I Just you know. My, my avatar with the bikini, shooting the Uzi and the Tommy mm-hmm. gun. Salacious people.
1: Mm. Put some Look relish on if that. If you don't
0: know it, get that dictionary out.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, right. grab your dictionary. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, the reason why comparing these two guns is they're, they're basically like the two no-scope SMGs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's about where the similarities end, however, as Robin and I discovered, they're actually quite different guns yes. across the board. The other interesting thing that I noticed about it is that the stats are actually quite comparable in a number of ways, as, as we'll get into, but there are some definite kind of highlights to each weapon. Hmm. I, I think it's hard to definitively say that one's better than the other, basically.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming at from. I, I know that before I looked into the stats, I was a strong Uzi fan, and i kind of dread using the tommy gun but um i don't know after reading the stats I, I haven't decided yet but let's get through them so first of all as is obvious the uzi rate of fire is really high 0. 0.048 seconds between shots so 0. 0.048 so that's almost 0. 0.05 0. 0.05 would be 20 shots a second Right. So this is slightly higher than that. That's insane. Yeah, it's, like you it's can one almost get through a whole magazine in about a second. Yeah, super fast. Um, the rate of fire is about half for the Tommy gun at point zero eight six. Right. yeah And so that's significant. Um, that's yeah. Like I said, about half. Um, and you can feel it. Yeah. And as, as is usual, different. the rate of fire is kind of inversely related to the damage. And so uh, here the the hit damage is 38 for the Tommy gun and 23 for the Uzi.
1: Right. So it's basically, you know, what you can take away from this is that the Uzi fires about twice as fast and the Tommy gun does about twice as much damage. Mm-hmm. So thinking about it, I'm not really sure like what I want to do with that. You know, like I don't really know how that changes the calculus of how I want to use these weapons. Yeah one important thing to note here is that that means that you're gonna run out of ammo a lot more quickly on the uzi Mm -hmm. while still doing about the same amount of damage so that's just something to consider like Mm -hmm. if you you know let's say you're you're fighting a full squad at once the tommy gun might be a much more appropriate weapon
0: right yeah, yeah, that's very true, especially if you take into consideration the extended mag and how that affects their, their magazine sizes. So, oh,
1: totally. Yeah. You know. so, so let's talk about that then. So the, extend, so the Uzi starts out with a magazine size of 25, mm-hmm. whereas the Tommy Gun starts out with a magazine size of 30. But then what happens when you get an extended mag, Robin?
0: Well, I'll tell you, Arjuna. For the Uzi, you get bumped up to 35. So now, you know, that's outdoing the standard for the Tommy gun at 30. Yeah. But if you get the extended mag for the uh, Tommy gun, you get bumped up to 50. Right. Which is, it's kind of interesting because the history of the Tommy gun is that it used to be a crate drop and it used to have a standard magazine size of a hundred,
1: <laughs> which
0: was, wow. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. that. Was, that's like getting back there now. It feels Damn, like ancient PUBG that's history. Before
1: I was playing.
0: Yeah. So that used to be how it worked and, but no one liked it. No <laughs> one really used the Tommy gun. So they nerfed the magazine size and made it a uh, spawn. Yeah. And I thought that was a good choice. Oh, and it definitely. was kind of exciting when they made it a world spawn cuz then you could just like go pick it up anywhere. But right. then you realize that you can't aim. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then all of a sudden
0: you realize that it just wasn't very good to yeah. begin with. Yeah. So. It's like you know both of them with the iron sight thing, you can't put on a red dot or any other kind of scope. Yeah, it makes it exactly. really hard to to pinpoint people. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I have an especially hard time with the Tommy gun iron sight. Me too. Even though it, I don't think it has a closed top. No. Right. Like the Uzi, you're looking through a hole, and there's uh-huh. a, a vertical kind of squared off foresight. But it, it feels like really accurate mm. because of the the crispness of that foresight. Mm. You can kind of line up in the middle of that and, yeah. and hit people. With the Tommy gun, it's got this kind of pyramidal triangular. Foresight that's rounded, and that rounded yeah, quality really gets me. I just don't know. Like, help. is this where do I where do I aim this? At? <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, it just doesn't feel intuitive to me. And then once you start shooting, um, interesting thing with the Tommy gun sight is I think the the rear um, sight is actually part of the bolt of the gun, and so if you pay attention while you're shooting, the rear part of the sight is actually moving toward and away from you as the oh interesting yep which makes it even more like kind of disorienting to use (laughs) yeah yeah that is
1: yeah yeah i i agree with you i just don't like the tommy gun iron sights as much and it's hard for me to to exactly qualify why that is Mm -hmm. but i do just i i find the tommy gun sight to be one of my least favorites in the entire game right
0: my my go-to is it's like a shotgun replacement and I'll just hit fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: hip fire at close yeah. range. It's actually really fun. Um, the only problem I, now that I, I've, I've binded my right click to, um, ADS when I hold it, I no longer have any ability to hit fire Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. not hit fire, but do the, the, the targeting. Aiming,
1: yeah. aiming hip fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's so a shame. It's, it's a bummer yeah but that that fire mode in my opinion was not really that amazing anyway targeting targeting is fucking good man i'm telling you i've moved away from it man i'm all about ADS it's totally worth it for
0: i guess like what's nice is you keep more speed
1: when you move yeah that's true you have that like extra 0.1 second
0: and for for pistols and for these two guns i think it's actually Mm. really effective
1: um Well, so let's talk about the accuracy thing, um, because that was actually something that surprised me to discover that the Tommy gun Mm -hmm. is definitely the more accurate of the two weapons. Yeah. So let's talk about that.
0: So it looks like the spread values, um, the difference is that the Uzi spread is 5.5, and for Tommy gun it's 4.5.
1: Yeah, so that's a a noticeable difference. Almost a 20% difference. difference. Um, So let's talk about the math on this again, Robin, uh, since that went over well. So uh, how do these numbers calculate out? math points this this week? (laughs) All right. So
0: basically, let's see, for the Tommy gun, which is more accurate, Mm. we've got the base value of 4.5, and we square that, which is our radius, right? So Mm -hmm. radius squared times pi. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Radius squared times pi for that is going to be 63, about, Mm-hmm. And then for the Uzi, the, the spread value, 5.5 squared times pi is 94.
1: Yeah. Um, or 95 if we round up. So right. 63 versus
0: 95.
1: So that's about a third. It's about. It's, yeah. Approximately. So what we can take from this is that the Tommy gun is about roughly 30% more accurate than mm-hmm. the Uzi. hmm And so that's that's pretty significant, especially when you start talking about firing at mid-range.
0: Mm-hmm. So, If it had sights, it would be awesome. It, yeah.
1: it could be a really good gun. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing that affects the accuracy of these weapons, though, is the bullet speed. And here the Uzi comes out ahead at 350 versus the Tommy Gun's 280. Mm-hmm. So that's a fairly substantial increase on the bullet speed, which will make the Uzi more accurate for moving targets. Basically,
0: mm-hmm. both of these are really low, by the they way. They are yeah. very low, so not yeah. ideal for long-range moving targets. Um, no. I've actually tried sniping with the Uzi, and it was really fun. <laughs> Where I was using an Uzi and a silencer, and I actually had my teammate spot for me and the, these people <laughs> no were way. like 2 or 300 meters away and yeah. i had to aim about 20 feet above them for the wow. bullets to land wow. where they were that's amazing yeah so i'm just shooting like into the crown of a tree yeah and my teammates like nope too high too high and then
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was really wow. fun yeah that sounds great yeah
0: of course i didn't kill anyone but it like spooked them and
1: yeah so it's it's basically like a vss you know yeah it
0: is it is except <laughs> you can't see yeah. Mine is um, the oh wait. Scope. Speaking of long range, they do have zero distances, which I wasn't even yeah, aware that's of. Interesting. So I usually think of zeroing as something for just scoped guns, mm-hmm. but they do have two zero settings: one hundred and two hundred meters. So mm-hmm. um, it does actually make sense to use it because it, if you have, if you're trying to get a headshot on someone at a hundred meters, you're gonna have to aim above their head, and then you're gonna obscure them with your sight, right? Mm. And so it makes sense to zero at 200 and then just shoot right at them so you
1: don't obscure your target yeah so or just you know get closer okay which is probably what i would recommend you do yeah you're right now uh one interesting thing here is that the tommy gun has a higher body impact power but not substantially higher Mm -hmm. than the micro uzi so the tommy gun hits at 7000 body impact, whereas the Uzi comes in at (laughs) 5,000, which is still, by the way, both higher than the M4, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. lower than the rest of the assault rifles. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, but, you know, it makes sense. The Tommy gun does hit harder. Right. Let's get into the attachments on these. Yeah, totally.
0: This is actually interesting because they don't take the same ones, and and the ones I'm most interested in here are the ones that affect recoil, Mm, Right, Uh, because we don't have scopes, Uh, They both take silencers, and then aside from that, they're different. So the Uzi can take a compensator and the stock, Mm. which definitely help with the accuracy. Yeah. And then the Tommy gun doesn't take either of those, but it does take a vertical foregrip. And so before thinking about attachments, I was kind of leaning toward the Tommy gun in terms of what might be better. Yeah. Just because of that extra... it's a lower deviation, lower spread. Um, it just seemed like a more stable kind of hit people gun. But I mean, let's face it. We're at close range anyway with these things. And so spread and deviation isn't like a huge factor.
1: No, it's, it's not most of the time it's not,
0: but it, these do affect that. And being able to put a compensator and a stock on that Uzi, Mm. I think give it a really good edge. So they, let's go through what those affect real fast. So the compensator is going to be a negative 25% recoil pattern, negative 20 horizontal recoil and negative 25 vertical recoil.
1: So what does the recoil pattern mean? Does that just mean that it's a tighter? I
0: think of it as a drop in the deviation, right?
1: Mm, Okay. And so
0: deviation is, is a measure of basically where your barrel is going to end up after you take that shot Mm -hmm. and recoil pattern is basically a sequence of deviations. the right? mapping
1: of that yeah yeah
0: yep yep totally. that's the way i think of it yeah um for the stock for the uzi negative 20 percent recoil pattern which is almost as as good as the negative 25 for the compensator negative mm. 20 uh, vertical recoil
1: mm. which
0: is again it's a, not quite as good yep not Mm -hmm. as good as the compensator Mm. and then plus 15 recoil recovery
1: which is that's quite cool actually so that means um the amount of time it's going to take the gun to like come back to resting Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. so that's that's nice it just means especially if you're like doing it in short bursts um you're going to see an improvement with that stock Mm
0: -hmm. right so that's three attributes of of recoil that are affected each of those the compensator and the stock now let's jump to the vertical foregrip which only affects two things it has a negative 20 recoil pattern and a negative 15 vertical recoil mm. so definitely either the microstock or the compensator outclass the vertical yeah. and since the uzi can take both of those yeah. it's like a huge improvement a decked out uzi i think is way better than a decked out Tommy gun for a close range battle.
1: Mm, I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. the one thing, that the only thing left I can think of for the uh, Tommy gun to kick ass at is since it has that high magazine size and kind of lower fire rate, you can possibly do some good damage on a vehicle with mm, it. Yeah.
1: That's a good point.
0: So 50 rounds, 45 is a little more powerful against vehicles anyway. And it's got that. Um, slightly better um, kind of baseline um, deviation and spread stuff so I think I don't know I kind of want to try it I, I mm. don't know if it's worth it but mm. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: if I end up with a Tommy gun and I see a car I'm definitely going to like try to yeah try to attention. try to
1: light them up see if, what if happens if I don't have any other viable weapon <laughs> I mean you know here's the thing though if you're going to do it you have to do it from another moving vehicle because that's just so gangster gangster is
0: shit Yeah, Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's the thing is that if you want to be a gangster, you got to use the Tommy gun Mm -hmm. all the way, you know, in fact, they should have a cigar attachment that you can put on the Tommy gun (laughs) that just goes in your mouth, but you can only do that when you have a Tommy gun.
0: There was a rumor early on in the game. I still don't know if it was true or not, but it, it was like a rumor that was strong enough that me and my friends believed it for a while. And the rumor was that if you've picked up a trench coat in the game and you had the Tommy gun, which was only a crate drop at this time, that you had um, infinite ammo. Infinite ammo. Which yeah. is, I'm just like trying to make sense of that and how I believed <laughs> that. But it was that this out there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't think I ever actually tested that. I'm pretty
0: self. sure I did. It was not true. Yeah. Was... <laughs> Too bad.
1: Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to do a quick rundown here of the. Um, damage that these weapons do to you depending on what armor you're wearing, because I think that's an interesting thing to note. So for the Uzi, it will do 23 damage per bullet to the torso uh, of an unarmored opponent. It will do 16.10 damage with level 1 vest, 13.8 damage level 2 vest, and 10.35 damage on level 3 vest. So let's contrast that with the Tommy gun, which does thirty eight damage with no vest to the torso, and then twenty six point six damage with level one armor um twenty two point eight damage with level two armor and seventeen point one damage on level three armor and that's per bullet mm-hmm. um you know probably at close range with the uh distance will reduce that marginally mm-hmm now let's talk about the headshot damage. So the headshot damage with an Uzi to an unarmored head is going to be 57.5. Mm-hmm. So what that means is two shots mm-hmm. to, to take someone down. Um, with a helmet, level one helmet, it's going to be 40.25. So that's three shots to the head. With level two helmet, it's 34.5. So that's still three shots to the head. And then with the level 3 helmet, the Uzi does 25.88. So that's four shots to the head with, mm-hmm. a, with a full health opponent. Damn. Now, let's contrast that with the Tommy gun, which does 95 damage to an unhelmeted opponent. So that's oh, it's just shy of killing them. And then with the level 1 helmet, it does 66.5 damage. With level 2 helmet, it does 57. So those are both two shots. Um, and then with a the level three helmet, it does 42.75. So it just squeaks in at needing three shots for the level three helmet. So that's just something to think about if you're, you know, I mean, most of the time you're using these weapons, you're not calculating that, but
0: yeah, it's
1: good to have a measure.
0: Right. I'm thinking just one last thing I want to say about these is the Uzi, since it does have that really high fire rate, it's pretty easy to spray your bullets really fast and if you're not on target you can end up blowing through your whole magazine without killing the person you're shooting at
1: and i've done that many times even at close
0: range it's fairly easy to do and so that's one advantage if you're not really a super clutch aimer the tommy gun allows for you to kind of correct a little bit more and get back on target um which is kind of nice uh it's just that it's really hard to stay on target with its sights so right I
1: don't know. It's true. I've definitely had times where I just blew my load with the Uzi and oh, I got killed.
0: God. Yeah. It's and it, almost I, as bad as the Vector.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. And and that isn't really a problem with the Tommy gun. So mm-hmm. that's a good mm-hmm. thing to, to note. Um, Uzi is definitely good for bursts. You know, just like tap, tap, tap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great way to use that weapon. Right.
0: I find I've had a lot of scenes with the Uzi where I'll just lay on the trigger if they're within 20 feet and I'll just like, I'll get on target and, and just lay down and they're dead. Yeah. And I've tried that with the Tommy gun and I feel like I'm bouncing all over and I don't know where they are. And I'm wondering why they're still alive. And like, yeah, (laughs) I've just had much less luck with it. So my experience tells me strongly to side with the Uzi and Mm. looking at the attachments and what they can do for it. I'm like kind of excited to, make that my kind of stock secondary even Mm. um for a while Mm. so
1: definitely shreds at close range Mm -hmm. there's no question Mm -hmm. yeah i will say that i just kind of anecdotally i also prefer the uzi to the tommy gun um but after having looked at these stats and also after having give the tommy gun a bit more of a chance i it's increased in my estimation so Mm -hmm. I'll, i'll put it that way all right yeah so there you go that was the uh smg rundown now let's talk about san martin
0: man when you suggested this or told me we were going to cover it i was like where the fuck is that (laughs) where's that and it's i mean i haven't played in a while but yeah i think it's funny it's easy to overlook so it's super central in miramar Mm. it's just west of a much smaller but more well-known location um hacienda del patron Mm. and it's it, the thing that i think is weird is that when i'm looking at the map i don't you don't see anything in san martin that's like oh yeah that thing that mm, like i was yeah. at and it's kind of cool like there's no death bowl there's no yeah. like casino there's no arena of any kind um and so it just to me it, the first thing i thought of was like what why would i go there there's no attractions which is it's like I'm a fucking tourist, you know? Like, what, what? There's no sightseeing. Yeah, there's no statue of Elvis. You know, why would I go there? But it turns out it's actually a pretty cool drop. Yeah. Um, after dropping there a bunch today, so
1: yeah, I was initially drawn to this spot because I noticed that it it seemed to be less hot than I would expect when considering how central it is <laughs> and how much loot you can pick no up sightseeing. here. So what's that? There's no sightseeing. That's, that's it. What? I guess that's why people were not dropping there. Like it's
0: they, just their tourism bureau or whatever they have in that. Town yeah, is like, it's just
1: not. There. It's not working now. Well, it's kind of an industrial town. There's a lot of warehouses. You know, there's a lot of apartments. Know, they, they need some some PR. Like. So, um but yeah. So I liked I liked how central it was. I liked the fact that it wasn't as hot as a place like Picado. I liked that. Yeah, you can, there are a lot of warehouses here so you can pick up a lot of loot. Pretty easy to get level two everything and some scopes and whatnot. And another thing I like about it is that there are so many roads that run through the town that you can almost always mm, find a vehicle here. True, true. So,
0: That's a good point. It's a, It seems like a good spot to drop early game get a vehicle get some loot and do some crate chasing
1: totally right that's exactly what i've done i went through a while where i did exactly that it worked really well hell yeah yeah let's let's get a little more specific about the layout of this town it's a little northwest of the center of the map but not far and it has a big road going through it east to west and then it has several smaller roads that kind of converge from the north and so this, there's a lot of roads here, and I counted it has something like, what, like 11 or 12 vehicle spawns? Mm hmm. So that's right. That's, that's a, you know, a substantial amount for the size of town that it is. Mm hmm. And then it's got some interesting geography. So the main downtown is fairly flat, but then it's got to the northwest, it's got a few warehouses. Um, up on a hill that we refer to as Wacky Jackies because they're the kind that uh, Wacky Jackie talks about in his loot run guide. Mm, right. And then to the south uh, in the hills, to the south of town, there's another like Wacky Jackie and, and a couple other warehouses up there too. Mm-hmm. So these are two sniper vantage points. And if you spend any amount of time in this town, you'll you'll notice that there's a lot of sniper play that goes on in this city. So that's one of the reasons I really like it, actually, is okay. that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. There's no, like, super central thing, because I guess there's a couple of tall apartments in the building, or in the middle, just off to the, slightly off to the west of central. Yeah. But then the heart, like, geographic heart, is mostly small buildings, two-story kind of houses. Mm. And Yeah, in rows. But then off, all around, every edge, there's bigger kind of warehouse-type structures. Right. Um, it kind of feels a little sprawly um uh, mm-hmm. on all of the edges, mm-hmm. so,
1: yeah, which gives you some space. like one nice thing about this town is even if like twenty shoots drop over mm-hmm. here, you still have room to kind of stake your claim,
0: yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing about this sprawliness though, those outskirts is you're always gonna be exposed when you're hopping buildings, yeah, that's um, a good point, whereas in the middle, things are much more dense, and the buildings are. There's, like, lines of buildings, so you can really reduce the amount of time you're outside by looting those. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of curious what it looks like to just loot the middle right away because people usually... I always drop the outskirts of somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, one of the reasons why I often prefer to drop the outskirts is because I find that, like, pound for pound, the loot in the warehouses is just so much better mm. than the loot in the apartments or in the houses. Yeah. So, like, so some of the best places to drop for warehouse loot are on the very western edge of town. There are two of those big square um, brick, um red brick warehouses that have, like, a like a big ground floor and then, like, a much smaller wraparound second story that yeah, you climb yeah. up to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep, I like those. And you can also land on the roof of them. Yes. And loot the roofs, which yeah. I don't think there's any other way to loot the roof except if you just land on them. Yeah, um,
1: that's correct. Mm-hmm.
0: I've tried to jump up the fire escape, like parking. A, I tried to park a <laughs> yeah, vehicle, yeah, park a vehicle and and do then it. jump up, but it. I haven't been able to.
1: Yeah, so. maybe if you can like creatively crash one UAZ onto another in the right way, yeah, you, know, you, can, huh. you can get up there. So yeah, so there's two of those on the west side of town. There's also two of them on the north side of town by the road, and then um, there's a couple more of them on the east side of town and sometimes you can get fully kitted just from one of these but usually two of them will cover you mm-hmm. or, or get you most of the way there mhm so you know that's a really solid thing to do now if you you can get good loot from the apartments but there's a lot more fucking around and by basically. fully
0: kitted we mean a handgun a grenade and level 1 armor
1: totally and sunglasses <laughs> and sunglasses <laughs> cuz this place is hot yeah the apartments are just like there's a lot of opening doors and dicking around and uh, to be honest like it's one of my least favorite ways to loot on this map hmm yeah just in general I, I don't really like apartments for that reason. These
0: apartments are particularly kind of discombobulating yeah. I find the floor plan is is kind of wide and I always forget where the stairs are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and you can't freaking vault over the stairs, which really bothers me. Oh. That's, that's something they need to fix, for huh. sure, is, yeah, you can't vault over any of the railings on these apartment stairs. That. Okay. Yep, yep. So you, you got to do the good old-fashioned jump. So one of the things that I like about this city, though, is that it's the place in the game where I've had the most, like, inter-apartment fights. And it's a little bit like Picado in that way. Like there's always going to be someone in those apartments shooting out of the, you know, top left window or whatever. Right, right. And it can be really fun. It's a fun place to get a Winchester and just go to town. Or, you know, if you have a scope, it's you can be pretty deadly in town. Mm -hmm. That's something to watch out for. You're you're definitely going to get sniped from the apartments if you're hanging out here. So just think about that. Anything
0: else? I don't know if I have much more to say about this place.
1: Yeah, I think that's about it. Just be aware that there is the interplay between uh, San Martín and Hacienda. So, you know, if you land at one and quickly head over to the other, there's likely to be people because they're both quite popular. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Yeah, There's not much to the west of San Martín or really to the north. Closest building north is Water Treatment.
0: Which is not close.
1: It's not that close, yeah. no. And then to the southwest is the power grid. It's also not that close. It's a little closer. So you'll you'll almost certainly after you land in San Martin, you'll want to get a vehicle and you'll want to cover some ground. So mm-hmm. that's really a thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's go to the main topic. Cool.
1: Moving on. Parachuting. So we,
0: I thought this would go really fast, but we actually have a lot of
1: things to cover, it <laughs> looks like. We do. Yeah, we do. So parachuting is one of those things I, t- I take it for granted because I've just been playing this game for a long time. And But I've, I've had a number of questions about it, and Robin and I have, uh, well, Robin basically invented a technique that I wanted to make sure that we speak about.
0: So really... Overview, parachuting, it's important. It just gets you where you need to be and hopefully before anyone else, right? The main point of parachuting and being good at it is to get to a good location on the map from the flight path in the fastest manner possible. Yes. And so really that's the name of the game is figuring out how to maximize your speed to any given location. And then secondarily, I'd say knowing kind of how far you can go, and what the techniques are for getting far, which you know it can it comes into play if you want to avoid people, or if there's just a place that you really like to drop each game, and sometimes a flight path doesn't line up with it, and you know you have to maximize your drop to get there. So obviously, the first thing you want to do if you're trying to get somewhere is wait till the flight path is closest to the place. Like you want to jump out in the flight path at the closest point to where you want to go. Right now, the caveat here is, I, I'm going to say if you draw a circle around wherever you want to go, and that circle intersects with the flight path, the flight path is a tangent to the circle, and the, the point at which the tangent f- slash flight path intersects with that circle is not is pretty much never when I jump. I always mm. jump right before that mm-hmm. um, to kind of like well, like a second before or what? Um, I think of it. It's I guess in terms of degrees mm. where it would be about five to 10 degrees before that point. Mm. Um, the, the reason being, the reason you stay in the plane is that it can move, it's moving faster than you're going to move while parachuting, mm. even if yes. you're holding W. But the, the closer you get to that tangent point, the less that that matters.
1: Mm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: because, you're you're approaching the point at which jumping out earlier is going to kind of set you up um, to point toward it more quickly, and if you jump out slightly early, you can deviate from the flight path sooner than other people, mm. right? Yeah, and start moving toward the the location.
1: Yeah. So. Plus, you just get an extra second of falling, mm-hmm. so that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a bit you know if you remember back to your high school geometry or you just really use your eyeballs, you can get a feeling for you know when when to jump, which is closest. Um, so that that's a skill that you'll want to just work on if you don't already have it. Now let's talk about the distance that you can drop. So if if you were to jump out of the plane and you were to just press forward. You angle your nose straight down, and you, you more or less drop straight down from, from where you are with maybe a little slight forward motion. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to do this, you have about another 100 to 150 meters of travel if you're angled forward in your parachute. So another way to think about this is if the plane is flying directly over a place that you want to land— then you want to jump out about 100 to 150 meters mm. early, basically. Right. You don't want to jump out right over it. Yes. The reason for that is that if you do that, you're going to have to circle in your parachute. You're going to have to kind of circle back and forth, and it can it can kind of mess you up. Mm-hmm. It can also slow you down. So so ideally, what you would want to do is you would drop about 100 to 150 meters right before or maybe right after the place Mm -hmm. and then you're gonna nosedive and you're gonna get your your maximum speed that you can drop is 234 kilometers per hour and then what's gonna happen is maybe like i don't know 100 meters above the ground something like that your parachute is gonna deploy and then if you're holding forward still or you have to repress forward you'll angle yourself forward again, and then you'll have about another 100 to 150 meters of travel before you actually hit the ground.
0: Right, which is why you jump that soon before it. Exactly, so, And you always get there faster than the guy who jumped out straight above, even if they're yes. holding forward and circling. Yes. Yep.
1: Yep, exactly. That's a good point.
0: I kind of took that for granted. I do it without mm-hmm. thinking
1: now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you'll get a feel for it in the game, but it's, you know, if you're looking at the minimap, map, 100 meters is one little white square. So it's not the big white squares that you see when you open up your main map, it's the little white squares mm-hmm. that you see in your mini map. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of helps you gauge that.
0: Basically, I almost never deploy my parachute early. We're talking about getting maximum distance here, and for amount of time, getting there, getting somewhere far fast, right? So, if you drop and hold W and kind of fly out horizontally, and then um, deploy your chute, you can usually the distance I think of is of getting far away, or like how far can I get? Is about two kilometers or two of those um you were calling them big white squares yeah i think they're actually yellow lines oh are they okay. yeah yeah and you can get almost two kilometers away if you don't pull your parachute early i was thinking like 1.75 yeah.
1: yeah maybe the range is probably about 1.5 to 2 yep yeah Mm-hmm. it partially depends on elevation of where you're going so um it kind of makes sense if you think about it, that if you're dropping onto a high place, like a mountain, you can't drop as far because that extra height of the mountain is blocking the extra distance you could have traveled. Right. So that's just a good thing to keep in mind as well. hmm Yeah. Now, if you do pop your chute early, like when it first gives you the option to, I would estimate that you can get maybe an additional kilometers worth of travel, maybe more, and it's going to take forever. Yeah, So, (laughs) you know, there's like almost a two minute range, really. I think you're right. Yeah. I've seen people drop
0: really late. Like I've, I've been like looted up for a minute and then like someone just like, I hear a parachute (laughs) do the, like the unfurl thing. Like, Like, what? Someone's just landing now. Exactly. If you deploy early and hold back, it it can take forever. Right. I don't
1: know why you'd want to do that. Right. So let's get into that then. Um, so yeah, so clearly when you, when you press forward, it's going to angle you down. But um, if you hold back, what it is going to do is it's going to keep your body straight in the air. So you're going to be, instead of pointing your nose down, your feet will be pointing down. And what this does is it basically, it drops you about as straight down as you can go. So you won't have much lateral movement, but it's also the slowest way to drop. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't really know why you would want to do this, but if you just wanted to like jump out of the plane and just fall to the ground in the spot you were as slowly as possible, you would just hit back and you would just hold back the Mm -hmm. entire time. Mm -hmm. Where this can be useful is that let's say that you got a bit zealous and you overshot something in your parachute. Sometimes the best way to correct it is just to hold back and kind of drop down. Right. That that might make the difference between landing on a roof and not landing totally. on a roof.
0: Totally. it's more effective than I thought it would be. I don't use yeah. it very often. I usually go for like the circle.
1: Yeah, yeah. To
0: like exactly. go past it and circle back, which is kind of hard to do. It can be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially since the game has a habit of like pretending that you landed on a roof, but oh, then 10 God. seconds later deciding yeah. you landed on the ground. Perfect.
0: Aim for the middle of the roof. <laughs> Pro tip is, and everyone probably knows this, but you know, it's if yeah. you kind of go land toward the edge, it's a total crapshoot whether or not you're going to actually land on the roof, kind of depending on your trajectory. um But it's <laughs> a lot of times where i th- I'm think i'm gonna land like just past the lip and then i just get kind of hung up it's the worst you see like 10 people yeah. around you grabbing guns and you're just yeah. like floating <laughs> it takes like five just... seconds and then you just appear on the ground with like half of your health
1: gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's really not where you want to start your game and You just sure.
0: it's like oh press f to cut your parachute you just like slam an f for 10 seconds and nothing's happening
1: yeah, you feel like you're slitting your own wrists at that point. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you may as well. So, yeah. And I, one thing I've noticed, I feel like the game's actually gotten a little more sensitive to dealing you damage with random parachute drops. Like, I've noticed sometimes now, even if I just drop straight into the middle of a field, it's like something to do with if I tapped slightly wrong, I can still take damage, which annoys me. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's let's get into just like three basic scenarios for like quick effective drop. So the first one is just you. The flight path is going right over where you want to go. So you dive straight down. You aim s- straight down 150 meters or so away from where you want to land, and then once your parachute deploys, you hold forward and, and land right on target. Right. Yeah. Another one is a further target. But not too far, because you want to just say dive out horizontally the whole time, and then once your parachute deploys, um, do like kind of a fast parachute dive toward where you want to be. And then the third case is kind of the middle ground between those two, which is usually the situation we end up in. And this is where this this technique that I've discovered um, comes into play, which I call a squiggle drop. And so instead of diving straight down or diving straight out, you do what I'm calling squiggle, which is, so what I used to do was I would, I would kind of do the long range drop pattern and then switch to the close range drop. So I'd dive straight out until I was kind of close to my target, like 150 meters away. And then I would dive straight down from there and let my parachute deploy. But what I do now is right when I jump out of the plane, I do a straight dive and build up some speed. And then using that speed, I'll, I'll aim my player outward and go into a horizontal dive and use some of that momentum is going to get me at a higher speed going sideways than if I just went sideways straight out of the plane. Right. Yeah. And then once that momentum wears off, I'll dive again, build up some momentum and then uh, flatten out. And some of that momentum is preserved and I'm traveling horizontally at a faster speed still, right than I would have yeah. if I just held horizontal from the get-go. yeah and I do that until the last moment I can before I have to dive to build up to that um, 234 range where mm. I can get that like momentum uh, for that parachute deploy. yeah and so that's something we haven't really talked about yet is um, you want to dive right before you have to deploy maybe like f- I'd say three or four seconds before and you want to get your speed up to in somewhere between about 217 and 234 kilometers per hour and you get this kind of momentum into the parachute mode um, so from dive mode into parachute if you're not going 217 or higher you'll slow down really fast but if you're going faster than that then it you have this really, this you kind of burst through that like slow phase and your momentum is carried through into parachute and you'll end up I'd say about 20 or 30 meters um, closer to the target than other mm. players. Yeah, I so would agree with that. I've I've definitely tried the squiggle drop a lot and I tend to get to where I'm going about two seconds before other players. Mm. So it's a huge advantage um, if you're landing on a roof or something where other players might be trying to get weapons like on mm. the school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you've got that extra time to figure out what's there pick up a gun and start getting ready for the other people. So
1: So what what this actually looks like with your hands, like when I do this, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you do it differently, Robin, but on the PC, what I do is I hold down W, but Mm -hmm. then with my mouse, I basically just move my mouse forward and then back and then oh. forward and then back
0: yeah good point
1: yeah. yeah and then so on the xbox what you're gonna do is with your left you're gonna hold your left stick forward you're never gonna stop holding it forward and then with your right stick you're gonna push it forward and back and forward mm-hmm. and back right and it has a rhythm about when i do it it's about like that it's like forward back forward really back.
0: mine's a little slower it's
1: slower okay yeah that's interesting
0: mine's like forward back forward <laughs> got it. Okay. yeah
1: yeah so you can experiment maybe with that. yeah every yeah.
0: two and a half seconds is how i oscillate but you could right. probably just watch you get an intuitive feel but you could even watch a speed meter and try to figure right. out like what thresholds you want to switch at. right
1: exactly but, all right so there you go that's the squiggle drop enjoy that one before it becomes common knowledge so let's talk about, um, I think one thing that we didn't really mention was if you want to travel far, if you want to go a long distance, mm-hmm. the best way to do it is to pop your shoot early. And then what you want to do is you just want to tap forward. Either like if it's W on your keyboard, then you just want to go tap, 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 mm-hmm. tap. Okay. And you kind of keep your, you keep your um, orientation like your mouse right or the right stick on the xbox you keep that straight and then you just tap 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 like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. so you know on the xbox that would be left stick like forward 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 and what that does is that gives you kind of the yeah it gives you like the most travel basically the Mm -hmm. furthest forward travel that you can the most what
0: about tapping backwards every
1: once in a while you know i've i've tried that Like what I used to do is I used to go like forward and then back and then forward and then back. Mm -hmm. But from my experience, I've found that I get the furthest from just tapping forward. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've always avoided back just because it's slower and I want to get there. Exactly. But I always assumed it would still bring me further,
1: but Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't, it doesn't, I usually don't care
1: enough because I want (laughs) to get there first. So yeah, Exactly. There's just a a few other things to be aware of parachuting. um, You can shoot parachuting players out of the air, and you can also be shot out of the air. So just if you're really showing up late to the party, you can actually be dead before you hit the ground. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that if you screw up your drop too badly, you can actually die. So maybe if you've been playing long enough, you've experienced this. One of my favorite places to die parachuting is at the military base when I try to land on top of the scaffolding. That's just that's a perfect way you, oh, to learn about that's
0: one of the hardest drops in the yeah, game. Yeah, trying to hit the top of the stairs exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've only tried it a couple times. I don't know if I've ever done it successfully.
1: You know, <laughs> the, I I was emboldened because the first couple of times I tried it, I succeeded, and then I was like, "Oh, this is easy," yeah. and then I just proceeded to die like right. so many times.
0: It's it's a tough one to do, man. I, I so that yeah. the main strategy for this is let's just draw a line down the scaffold, right? Yeah. So a line, it'd go through both of the stairwells. And you'd want to aim for, like, part of the line that's, I'd say, 200 meters away from the stairs on either side. Maybe not quite that far, but, like, enough that you have plenty of room so that you can line up with the stairs, like, perfectly.
1: Yeah. And
0: then all you have to do is control your descent using um, your like forward and um, right and stable so it's even when, you do when you're trying to turn when you're close and yeah, line up on that is fucking impossible it's so hard
1: there's an rng in it though like i'm convinced that <laughs> nobody like even if you had the best technique i don't think anybody could land it 100 percent. really the time. i huh. really believe that okay yeah i'd love to be proven wrong and i'd uh-huh. love to learn the technique but i've had times when i just in my opinion i executed it Absolutely, 100% flawlessly Mm -hmm. and I still plunge to my death. So
0: I'm curious, are you trying to aim for like the middle of the very top deck of stairs or like just at the top of the top deck of stairs or?
1: Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, um, I line my descent directly up with the line of the scaffolding and then I'm aiming to get my feet landing like right where the stairs come out of the top deck.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Experience has taught me to not try it anymore. Yeah. Is basically the takeaway. Alright. Yep. Cool. Just one of the hundred zillion ways you can die in PUBG. Yeah.
0: So that's it, guys. Go to San Martin, use the Uzi. Unless there's a vehicle, use the Tommy gun and um squiggle drop. Yep. Use the squiggle drop. Yep
1: will all make you better at PUBG.
0: You will get better. You will get chicken dinners, and then you'll donate to our podcast because of your
1: <laughs> rise in self-esteem. It's just a perfect linear progression that we're aiming for here on this podcast. And I'll be filthy rich. <laughs> so yeah in the meantime we'd love to have you join our discord or our subreddit which is now becoming a pretty hopping place you know go watch max aka vaughn streaming he's a cool guy you'll probably see robin and i on his stream at various points Mm -hmm. and we will just look forward to catching you next week with another edition of the winner winner podcast all right till next week guys